0: Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite and famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets. Truly, they're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, everybody. This is the Andy Cohen Podcast. I'm Andy Cohen, along with... Hey, I'm John Hill. Oh, John. It's It's been a big week. Boy, I came in hot because I had an experience last week that I was just excited to tell all of you about, which was my very own jury duty experience. I was james marsden personified Mm. a little bit later in the pod we've got phil dunster whose name does not betray how cute he is so uh he's so much cuter than his name he plays jamie tart on ted lasso and um yeah i maybe spent the whole interview flirting with him but he flirted back as most british guys do. I need to tell you my jury duty story. Yeah, what happened? Okay. So I was called in Thursday. To, yes, I was called into jury duty on Thursday. And here, and my mother's like, why are you doing jury duty to begin with? I'm like, well, as corporate, as citizens of the world, we all have to do the, jury duty.
1: It's a federal
0: responsibility. Yes. Somehow she was, I, I said, and she's like, but why didn't you get out of it? I said, well, my hope was in showing up, I would be getting out of it in some way. But that I needed to do it and I got the thing and I was like, you know what? A summer Thursday in June, early June, where I don't have anything on my calendar, I was like, this could actually be the time to just bang this out. So I showed up on Thursday and I will say for the time that I was there Thursday and Friday, um, the time that I've been there. Uh, the cops in the lobby and all over the building, I got such a nice response from them. And they're like, they have you in here, Andy? What do you do? I'm like, yeah, tell, the, tell it to the judge. Tell him to send me home. I did have a friend of mine who is a famous person go there two weeks ago for jury duty. And he was pulled aside as he walked in the door on day one. And they were like, oh, no, you're a distraction Time served, here's your paperwork. So there was a part of me that was kind of peacocking around like James Marsden in Jury Duty. And if you haven't seen Jury Duty, this story will um, mean less, though it's still universal. But thinking about James Marsden in that show Jury Duty and how, as a famous person, he kept making an ass of himself. Well... I, I I was the James Marston of 100 Center Street uh, last week. I, it is fair to say that. Um, on Thursday, I spent the day in a pool room, in a room with just all these other jurors. I watched two episodes of Roni. I watched an episode of Atlanta. I got so much work done. I was, you know, just feeling very civically dutied i went to odeon for lunch um and at the end of the day we all were summoned to a courtroom on the 13th floor where the judge first informed us about his you know All of his hours, he's like, I don't work on Mondays. I show up at this time. We take a mid morning break. He wanted us all to know about all of his break times and all the time Mm. he didn't work. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it sounds like you've devised a great schedule for yourself, Judge. At this point, there were over 100 people in the courtroom at this point. Okay. And he says, what we are going to do is meet back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And we will begin our... I can't say what the trial was. I don't think I'm allowed to say what the trial was going to be. And and he said, just, we will come back and we will choose the jury tomorrow morning, bright and early, 10 a.m. See you then. So Friday morning, I show up with really all I can call it is blind optimism and stupidity that I somehow am going to get out of this simply by just by some charm offensive or I don't know I hadn't thought about even what I would say to get out I just thought I'm getting out I'm James Marsden I don't know I'm getting out of this. I go into the courtroom again. All the, you know, the, the, oh, the cop, this hot cop with a goatee in front of the courtroom said, you know what? Show the judge part three of that, of the Jersey reunion. And I guarantee you, he lets you out. And I said, well, I have part three in my backpack on my computer. Which by the way, I later dropped going through security, dropped it on the floor and broke it completely. And when I left for the day that day, the cops were like, Does your computer work? Does your computer work? I go, Oh yeah, it works fine. Get home. It's totally shot. That's another story. The geniuses at the Apple store did me a solid and fixed it. Everybody buy Apple Care. It will save your life. So Um, I said to the cop, I go, I'll show it to you right now. He's like, I would love to see it. This other woman comes in to me as I'm bounding into the courtroom on day two and says, don't you think the judge needs to know all you've been through this week with all the Vanderpump stuff? Um, I said, well, yes, I do. I think you should tell him everything that I've been through. So I sit in the front row. I am wearing beige and white I am looking summery and just ready to go. Does the judge,
1: does the judge at any, would you get any inkling that he has any awareness of pop culture in general or you at all? Not
0: only no, but he did kind (laughs) of remind me of the judge in Jury Duty. He was Uh, an older Jewish man, could give no shits. He had his way. He just wanted us to know all about his break times and stuff. Mm -hmm. So... I, he, he announces to the courtroom, now is the time that anyone who thinks that they shouldn't be here or can't be here, get up. And don't forget, I've heard every excuse there is. I jump up along with 20 other people. I am first in line to, uh, to get up and make my case. Again, I have not thought of what I'm going to say. Okay, I just get up, and they they say, Andrew Cohen, and I get up, and the crowd is kind of tittering and enjoying this. Okay, the audience in the room, and I get up, and they give you a microphone, and now. I know how to use a microphone. So I was booming my voice into the microphone, like, how's everybody doing today? So um, oh he, the guy, the judge is like, please repeat your name, Andrew Cohen. Okay. Mr. Cohen, why can't you be here? Titters, titters. I said, look, on my summons, it said that this would be a three day affair. And I've made myself available Thursday, Friday, Monday, which by the way, I kind of perjured myself because Monday I actually did have, I have so much stuff on Monday, but he had said that his courtroom is not, it's shut down on Mondays, whatever he's doing on Monday. It's his spa day. He does a plunge pool on Monday, whatever he does. Mm. So I said, uh, those are the three days I'm available. And I, I'm not available after that. I have commitments next week that are nonstop. I have a below deck reunion. I have, I, I didn't say that. I just, I've got stuff he says, What do you do for a living? More titters from the audience. I said, I host a talk show. He looks at me trying to figure out who I am. I go for the joke and say, Oh, it's okay. I said something like, It's okay if you don't watch, or It's okay if you've never heard of it, or something, which the audience enjoyed. He did not. Mm. He as people were laughing, said, "You, sir, misread the summons. Sit mm. back down, yeah, in your Good. chair." Good I was fuming, and also, I was like, I texted Deirdre Connolly, my executive producer. I go, I may be on a trial. Just so you know, like we have. All these shows next week, reunions. And then I looked at my calendar. I was like, what am I doing next week? I'm on Howard Stern Wednesday morning. That is something that I really want to do. Like But like couldn't you have said I am I have two
1: kids at home that I, they need me at home instead of I ha- everyone there has stuff in their schedule. You
0: should have led with that. I know said, I have two kids that who need was to be fed But the truth is, John, that was a lie. I was under oath and the truth was <laughs> I have Hundreds of people counting on me to do these shows. I have a contract to deliver these shows. My staff needs to get paid. A judge. There, it is an entire. um, It's an entire, you know, whole domino effect. If these shows don't get produced this week, so radio, TV, whatever. Anyway, so I sit down. When I tell you, I was really pissed and I was like, Deirdre, I might get called. Now, I start blowing off steam to the guy next to me who's this older Jewish guy who was like, he used to be a lawyer. I was like, well, and he's telling, by the way, an oncology doctor got up. She's like, I have some newly diagnosed with cancer patients coming in later today. He's like, sorry, You can't. I was like, this guy is brutal. And I was like, and then he let some people go back in the jury pool, but they would have to start jury jury duty over. So then the day that we spent yesterday would be erased. And I was thinking, do I want to do that? And I'm asking this guy. Then they pick 26 or something people to go sit in the jury box and the eight alternate, the eight alternates now they're interviewing these 28 people in front of the entire room. And it is so boring. Boring like you cannot believe. And I'm listening and they're like, what's your highest form of education? There's all these master degree people. And I turn to my guy, I go, wow, a lot of master degrees in the room. And he's like, you know, master degrees are not that big of a deal. And I'm like, (laughs) really? In my world they are, but okay. Just they're more than I thought. Anyway, and there are some real Agents of chaos that are trying to get out of jury duty. And one guy that was like, uh, he was trouble from the get-go. I was like, oh my God, why aren't they just letting this guy go now? They're talking to everyone. I was like, this is so boring. I got in trouble twice for being on my phone. The officer came I thought they were going to take my phone away. And I was like, you know what? Why do we have help. to listen to this? Why can't we be on our phones? Like, what what is the point? But anyway. I calm down. And then the judge realizes at a, a little before noon, oh, we forgot to take our mid-morning break. Let's no. take it now. I'm like, are you are we ever? And there's a hundred people still sitting in the room that haven't been considered. Sends us off for our mid-morning break. We come back, we sit down. Now people in the hallway are like You got swatted down. Did you see jury duty? You're like James Marsden. People, and people are kind of laughing at me for, I, I was humiliated in front of everyone. And people thought it was funny, okay? So we go back in after the break. And by the way, I take selfies with all the cops in the hallway, all of them, in every permutation, group selfies, one by one, whatever. So then we go back into the room, And we sit down. They have removed juror number three, who was the problematic juror. They Mm -hmm. say, we are going to pick another juror at random to go sit in jury number three slot. The woman gets up to the microphone, Andrew Cohen. Now, the audience goes crazy because they think they're in for like a show now. And I'm like, Oh, my God. And, and you know, part of me, by the way, wants to put on a show for the crowd. And also, part of me is like... I, what am I going to do to get out of this? I think I maybe need to put on a show. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, what? I need to be, I need to be an agent, an agent of chaos now. So I get up. Have you noticed other people getting off
1: though? No what, one what else has saying? gotten up
0: off okay. except this guy who had so many issues with cops and he had been a victim of crime okay. and he had been falsely accused, all this stuff. So, okay. I sit down, and then the judge said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. What, what's your name? What do, you, what do you do? What do you host on TV? A talk show. Anything else? New Year's Eve on CNN. Um, wh- okay, and what do you produce? Uh, I produce a show called The Real Housewives. Da-da-da-da-da. Titters in the audience. Then the lawyers start asking me questions. The woman says, have you ever interviewed a criminal? I said- Oh, my God. I, I go, well, yes, I actually have when I think about it she goes under what circumstance would you have interviewed a criminal and I said well to get tea I said (laughs) several of the gals that I am associated with have undergone criminal activities Uh, she's like okay well does that would that hurt you from serving on the street no and the truth is under oath there was nothing that could impede me from actually serving so i'm sitting there like i'm going to be chosen now i'm sitting there they've asked me all the questions and i've said no i can serve i can serve whatever now I'm sitting there for the next hour as they're talking to other jurors who are doing their damnedest to get out of it and doing quite well. I mean, some guy's like, you know, well, what is innocence anyway? I mean, or what is objectivity? I mean, is, is there any capability of anyone to really be objective? <laughs> and I turn to him, I'm like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um. So I am doing, John, for an hour, such insane Face acting, my face work was so crazy. I was either overreacting to everything or I was like, okay, I'm going to be the guy who thinks he should be somewhere else for the next seven minutes. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm straightening in my chair and I'm moving around and I can't sit still. I was... A lunatic. I was a psycho. I was doing Mm -hmm. everything I could to just be. And then I was like, now I'm going to be. like your normal state. I know. Now I was going to be super engaged. And I was like listening to everyone and really empathetic. And then I was asking other jurors questions. Then I got in trouble for whispering in the box. Like on and on and on. So then it's now five to one. And the judge says, we're going to take a 90 minute break. And when we come back, we'll find out who from this group is like moving forward in the competition. And I was like, oh, my God. And I leave. I mean, and I say to two of the people in the thing, I go, you are an agent of chaos. There's no way you're getting picked. And people are like, you're getting picked. You're getting picked. Everyone in the crowd thought I was getting picked. I go to lunch. I come back. That's when I drop my computer. I come back. Now they make us wait in the hallway for 30 minutes while they, I guess, deliberate who should come back from the jury and who shouldn't. At which point, I take a picture of myself, a selfie in the hallway with the cops behind me. The cops freak out and say, you can't take a picture. We can't be in your picture. And I go, oh, well, this is interesting. I can be in all of... Your photos, but you can't be in my photo. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of unfair. But I'm like, all right, well, that's annoying. Um, Go back in. Everybody's telling me I'm James Marsden. We sit down. The judge says we have chosen nine people to move forward from the 28 or whatever that we're sitting there. The bottom line is they very slowly read the names. It was as close as I have felt. I felt like I was on Survivor. And I really did feel like, oh, my God, I'm really going to be fucked next week if this, you know, in in all professional ways. Um, I was not chosen. We, th- those of us who were not chosen, left the courthouse being considered time served. He was like, we will see you in four years. Thank you for your civic duty, Whatever. We left. We hooted and hollered in the hallway. We all were (laughs) cheering. They were like, some guy said, I felt like Ronald Gladden and you were, you were James Marsden. I thought I was the guy being punked. We were so excited. We were commiserating. It was just great. It was so great. Um, that's my Really, Why do you think you got off, though? Like I think you'd be good. On I jury. think I would be good. I think I got off because someone in the room thought I would be too much of a distraction. I think I was, I was pretty chaotic in the chair. Yeah, I was pretty chaotic in the chair. I really, I think my face work wound up, and I was very loud in the mic. I, I just was a big presence. You know, it was a lot about I was sucking a lot of the energy when I was in that jury box. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I could have been a distraction to some of the witnesses who, unlike the judge, might have heard of my work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say I then Hickey invited me to go to a party Friday night, the CAA Tony party. And I had no coverage and it was a beautiful day in the city and it was a summer Friday and I had chosen not to go to the beach and I was like, I felt very trapped. I had no sitter and I was like, wow. And I texted so many babysitters. The last one I texted was like, yeah, I can do it, no problem. So I felt like I narrowly was... Let go from jail twice in a day. I had so much, I I, I had so much joy in my freedom. And let me tell you, this CAA Tony party—you would have thought I was at the Met Ball Friday night. I had the best time. It was the first industry party, as they say, that I've been to. I think in two years, I just haven't been. And you know what? It felt nice. I was like, oh, I know people here. People know me, unlike that judge. And, you know, this feels nice. This is a community of my peers. How fun. It was great. Talked to John Hamm. Said hi to Billy Porter. Talked to Laverne Cox. Talked to Luke Evans, that cute, is that his name, Luke Evans? Yeah. Cute gay actor. Very cute, and his boyfriend had so much fun with Matthew Broderick. Our friendship is back on. Not that it was not back on, but it was great. Um anyway, that's my
1: story, babe. Well, I'm glad you didn't get I'm glad you didn't get picked. Thank Did you. Did it feel a little bit like you kind of wanted to in a way because it would have been like
0: No, I didn't want to, but I will say that as they were saying, you know, does interviewing criminals make you think that you won't be able Mm -hmm. to do this? I did. There was a point in the jury box, even though I was still doing my face work, that I had decided that all I could do was surrender to this process. I mean, I was like, well, if I get called... Those shows will be rescheduled. I will have to work at night every night next week. John and I will pre-tape. The Howard booking will go away. You know, everything will we'll figure it out. So um, I did feel that and I thought, but I got to tell you, judging by how this judge works, I mean... This trial, he had said it would be a three day trial. I was like, not with the way you break and the way you have long lunches and all this. I was like, this is going to go into, it'll be gay pride in New York city by the time I'm left out of this thing. So let out of this. So yeah, I was, but I was, I had reconciled myself. I had reconciled myself. I'm so scared Anderson kept texting he's like what are you doing there I'm like uh, creating drama making a spectacle of myself he's like can you please call me he was he was very interested in the updates from what was happening hey when we come back we've got Phil Dunster from Ted Lasso joining the chat love him he plays Jamie Tart and he is adorable need to find out about his teeth Phil Dunster is the reason many of us watch Ted Lasso. He's so cute and so funny. And Jamie tart he's a character that you want to see. And Phil is here with us now. The third season of Ted Lasso is up on Apple TV+. Good morning,
3: Phil. Where are you? Hey, man. I'm in London. And I just want to say thank you for... Thank you for writing, uh, reading out the the introduction that I wrote. Ah. Yeah, that's really, that's great. Uh, I'm in London.
0: Are you in London at your home?
3: I am. Chamois. Yes, as I believe they say in French. Chamois. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, and you're wearing a cute little T-shirt. All right, very good. Now, are you single? Let's get right into uh, no. it. No. no, I'm not. Why are you asking? Um I am asking, but I'm just asking for the millions of people listening. Um because they'll want to know. No, you're not. You're all locked no, up. No, I'm
3: very I'm very happily ensconced in a wonderful, wonderful relationship with a very clever, brilliant, smart, beautiful woman. I'm afraid to say. Let it be heard. Let the record stay. But Andy, that's how this goes. You know, if there's something <laughs>
0: Hang
1: up There's on something him.
3: here.
0: <laughs> there is something here. Well, you know, yeah, because you know I feel like British guys are closer to feel like British men are closer to doing it with another guy than American men.
3: Would you say so? What's yeah. your what's your sort of, um, who who are you thinking of when you say that, other than me? Are you, is it just me and Brett?
0: No, Collins? I'm not thinking of you. No, I'm just thinking of a lot of British guys that I know. I, I just think they're less kind of fussy about it.
3: You know, there may right. be
0: more of a whole is a whole mentality.
3: Yeah, I think that this this is looking at a sort of Britain that I'm I'm happy with. Right. It's not the sort of Brexit Britain that I think we find ourselves in. There you go. But if, yeah. there, if there is a notion across the pond that we are this sort of forward-facing, liberal, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky bunch, then Andy, th- okay, this is happening. It's good. It's good. I'm going to call my girlfriend and tell her that, that we're off. This is happening.
0: Um, this is good. Now, tell me this. The season finale aired a couple weeks ago, uh, and it's got big series finale energy, but it was not publicized as the show's ending. So if you were a betting man, do you think you're coming back or, or, or are we getting more? What, 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 what can you
3: tell us? Fine question. Um, I think that, uh, the show certainly feels like it has finished the chapter that it, that it, what it set out to sort of to tell, it certainly feels like the closing of that chapter. Okay. And- so
0: yes, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a Jamie Tart spinoff,
3: <laughs> and <laughs> where he shags guys and girls. Yes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's, okay. it's a, that's There's there's also stuff about that online as well. And, right. You know, I'm I'm it's, it's an open book, right. open minded, and with um you know with any forward with it, with any stuff in the future, it's it's the thing I think. Nobody wants to see TV for TV's sake. I think that they only want to see yes, it if it's, yes. you know, if There's purposeful. a point. Yes, yes. good integrity. And, yes. and I think that they will, if there is anything more, it will be done with that. But if there's not, it's because this is the story they want to tell. And that's uh, what she wrote.
0: This season, everyone seems to be obsessed uh, with a line of yours uh, that I think we've got audio of. Throw it up there,
3: Adam. I'm surrounded by Pooper. Remember, it's just Pooper.
0: So... um. Poopat.
3: <laughs>
0: does that t- does 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 people's fascination with this tickle you, or are you thinking, oh, great, my acting legacy will be me saying poope?
3: That's as far as my acting legacy goes. That's the most that I could ever hope for. Right for me, that's what I. That's my. That's all I'm interested in. Frankly, it's right. just poopat. Right. Yeah, I don't care about the the big juicy moments. It's just the silly stuff.
0: Very good. Um, now, let me ask you a personal question.
3: Okay. Another one. Let's yes, hear it.
0: Another one. You have <laughs> such nice teeth. Are those your given teeth?
3: Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. Wow. There's like, yeah, there's a bit. Of, how, let me see yours. Let's see yours. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're Not good great. LAT. Not they're great. good US They're teeth. New York I feel, like, I feel like if you think that the UK men are far more sort of uh, easygoing with their sexuality, I'd say that the US men tend to be far better with their nashes.
0: Well, I mean that's a given. Yeah, <laughs> we know that. I mean, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps British men are a little more free with their willies because their Nashers are, you know, uh, you know, not not delivering. I don't know. I say busted. Yeah, busted because they have busted Nashers. Um, but not you, not you, Phil. What has been it? What has been? What has your life been like in the U.S. since Ted Lasso? came out? Because I know you've been, you've been acting for years and, you know, maybe haven't had the breakout hit in the U S that Ted Lasso has been. Are you, do you find yourself being super famous here? Do you like that? What,
3: what is happening to you here? Well, it's funny because the times that I've been over, it's certainly been a sort of amidst a lot of like Ted Lasso press stuff. And so there will just naturally be a lot more of that around. So, uh, as far as sort of um, uh, barometer. I don't think it's a, 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 a particularly honest one, but certainly it feels like it has been a big hit over there from the sort of from early days. Really, it was a weird thing anyway because it sort of happened during the, the during the first lockdown. The show right. came out, yeah, and so we didn't really know. We only had Twitter to go on, and that's not really the sort of um, the bastion of of um, you know uh, news that you can rely on. Do um, you? But- are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Yeah. You've got to be these days. you simply got to be. Are your
0: DMs active? Do you have women sending you tits a lot?
3: <laughs> the bird variety. Yes, they know. I'm a, I'm a huge ornithologist, I want to say. Um, you are. I, are you a big, you're
0: a big tit man.
3: Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, I, it's been active. A lot of people just saying that they love the show and, uh, the, the, the minute. So Manchester city have just won the champions league. And so there's lots of Jamie Tart, Jack Grealish stuff going on, which I find, which I'm sure to him, if he does read any of that stuff, he'll find a nightmare. But for me, I, I love that. If there's any legacy that would, if there's any Jamie Tart legacy, that's what I'd like to, you know, to be aligned with. Right. Right. Do you um,
0: do you have a favorite Jamie Tart kind of story on the show in the three seasons of the show?
3: I suppose. I mean, in for Jamie, it's. I think episode eleven in series three was such a big one. Mum City, where he goes back to Manchester, was like incredibly uh, lovely. And I think meeting Pep Guardiola was like both for Jamie and for me would have been, I mean, he knew would have known Pep Guardiola from before, but that was such a special moment in that episode. But for me, like he gave me the chest slap and he stuck his tongue out of me. And I think that that's probably like, you know, that's probably as as good as it gets. That was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big, which is like the big moment. And like, you know, there's so many bits. It's mostly just, trying to like me- make Brett giggle in his scenes, which is really unprofessional and kind of crass of me, but.
0: Well, you're talking about Brett Goldstein, and, you know, I got to tell you something. It seems like your love interest this... I mean, I don't want to push this too hard, but, I mean, you guys have a great bromance. Uh, Jamie and Roy Kent have, like, a very sweet bromance this season, I think.
3: Well... I mean, you're pushing it pretty hard and I don't mind it, um, but, but uh, there's a, there's a pretty strong, I mean, there's just, just romance, it's straight up romance. Um, right. But I think that, you know, I think that any like intimate relationship that Jamie has, seems to be pretty intense that he yeah. has with Keely he has with his mom. He has yeah. with, with, I was say with Brett that I have with Brett and that Jamie has with Roy, but yeah, it's um, I think that he doesn't really know how to do like chill relationships, friendships. He, if it's, you know, with Samuel Bassania, he's like doing, uh, giving political statements, um, you know, with, uh, with Brett, it's with with Roy, he's, you know, either kicking him, punching him, or he's hugging him, crying with him. So, you, yeah, it's pretty intense. You were
0: in, uh, you had a supporting role uh, opposite Renee Zellweger in Judy in 2019. How, were you familiar with the Judy Garland
3: oeuvre? Um, a bit. Yes. As much as anybody, I suppose is, and I guess slightly more because of that, I sort of did looked into it when you, it's a very, very generous thing for you'd say it was opposite. Uh, I mean, I would almost be impressed if you knew which bit, because I know what i who I was playing and I hardly saw myself. So let me guess. Yeah.
0: Cute guy at the party.
3: So, yeah. <laughs> I remember not, not cute. Backstage at like a crappy show, I was I was the club owner
0: and had a big stash. Got club yeah. owner with big stash,
3: backstage. CD dude.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. me.
0: CD yeah. club owner.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you know, in 2017, you were in the Murder on the Orient Express. Uh yeah. that was a big cast. That was Penelope Cruz, Johnny Depp, Dame yeah. Judy. You know, Dame Judi Dench, Willem Dafoe. Ooh. Who were you closest to? <laughs> Of that group,
3: well, I guess all of them. You know, they were a lot of them would come to me for advice, for like <laughs> notes. I would always be on hand, and they'd always be like, "I don't know what to do with this." And you yeah, know, can you Mr. help Brad, me, Phil,
0: Can you help me?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put the dunster no, I, touch on this. Yeah, what do what do you got, Mister mm-hmm. Teeth Man? Right. Uh, <laughs> they uh, no, I, I I again. It was sort of this was some kind of continuation of work that I'd had. Uh, you know, very fortunately with Sir Kenneth Branagh and we had worked together in the theatre. He had a a theatre company that I worked with and he sort of likes to have a sort of company of actors that he takes to a lot of his work. Um, And I had done a few jobs with him. And so this was a sort of continuation of that. Um, I, you know, I I wouldn't really say that I was uh, on on first name terms with any of those guys, any of the big hitters. Right, right. Um, Those lot. But I was breathing the same air.
0: Yes, you were.
3: Um, Which, yeah, for an you know, actor, that's, I'll, I'll take that.
0: Any big summer plans, Phil?
3: Currently, where where currently, are you
0: taking your girlfriend?
3: A fine question. A fine question. She, we're both working over summer, so oh, we're, we're like looking for any weekend that we Is have. Is she an actress? She's a director.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Nice. She's a smart one. Yeah, Impressive. yeah. Um, nice. So she's she's filming on an Apple show and I'm, also filming on another Apple show. So wow. we're like, yeah, we're looking for any moment that we have, but, but yeah, hopefully we're going to get away. Maybe do like a bit of camper van holiday. You ever go camper vanning or RV? No, doing? I'm not
0: a big RV guy. <laughs> you don't, like, oh, man, yeah,
3: I you do don't know, know how good it yeah. is.
0: I would like, yeah, that sounds, I mean, you two in an RV sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Phil, I've said too much. Uh, everybody watched the third season of Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Plus you are a absolute delight, both on and off the show. Uh, and I'm so happy that you hung out with us this morning and endured me. And I love your t-shirt.
3: We made it, we made it this far. Well, it's very sweaty because it's very hot in the UK. So wow. it's, it's just big and flowy. That's oh, the main. Okay.
0: All right. Well, there's something to be said for that. All right. <laughs> we are going to be right back. Thank you so much, Phil. John has got some gay news to close out the week.
1: I just want to make sure that we all talk about the breakthrough gel. This is an erectile dysfunction gel. It's better than a pill. Uh, I believe it's called Erexon. Wait a minute. uh, You rub rub it on the tip of your your penis for about 15 seconds. Well, guess
0: what? When you rub the tip of your penis for 15 (laughs) seconds, it gets hard. This isn't a miracle gel. Are you kidding me? It's a no, liquid a you're putting deal. on your penis? Yeah, well, guess what? I could put some of my tea on my penis and my dick would get hard. You've got to be kidding. Is, am I being no, pranked right now? Deal.
1: No, you're not. This is, it's an alternative to taking a pill 30 minutes before well, you can just rub. do Not yeah. always. Can, you
0: don't, you don't have yeah, a called massive lube.
1: Erection, ju- No, that's different If you a put
0: lube you can- on the head of your penis, darling... I mean, this is an
1: actual chemical. Listen, I don't need any of that shit.
0: Well, we know. I'm a rock solid Yeah, right we now. know, Jamie Tart. Um, <laughs> by the way, did I you. I th- am
1: ready. We to didn't go. even.
0: T- <laughs> Do you think I was too much with him? No,
1: I thought you were very professional.
0: Jordan, very, did you uh, think I was skeevy with Jamie Tart?
3: No, you were pretty good. A hole as a hole made me gasp a little bit, but otherwise it was good.
0: Sorry. Well, there are people who live by that philosophy. Oh, there's something else I wanted to say. Okay. And that is Orange County, they had huge ratings for their premiere last week, which I'm so excited about. And it's a great, great season. Now, Tamara's tagline is something like, I was on pause and now I'm ready to press play. Mm -hmm. And after the taglines came out, Dorinda texted me and said something like, are you kidding me or something? And I go, yeah, that's funny, whatever. I thought Dorinda was commenting on the fact that Tamara was using the word, you know, the term being on pause in her tagline. And that Dorinda really in the Housewives canon was the first person that I've used that term to. Mm hmm. In that first conversation with her, I remember where I was and we talked about, well, maybe this is a pause. Let's view it as a pause. So I thought, oh, she's upset because she was the first housewife connected with the term pause. No. Someone sent me a clip yesterday of her on Nick Cannon saying, I want my tagline to be. And it was the exact timeline.
1: Oh, as no, Tamara. really? Yes. When was
0: that? Years ago. And so she was like, I already have my tagline for when I come back. So that's what she was referring to. So I texted her and I said, Dorinda, I am so sorry. I am now realizing what you were upset about. And I sent it to Tamara. I sent the clip of Dorinda saying it years ago. And Tamara Tamara was like, I know Dorinda sent me this or something. So I know Dorinda talked about it on her Radio Mm. Andy show but just want to give Dorinda the props, A, that she came up with it. And B, the truth is, there are no taglines on Ultimate Girls Trip. So she mm-hmm. wouldn't have necessarily been able to say that tagline. Maybe that's a little bit... It's a great tagline. And I think it works for Tamra. And I just want to
1: uh.
0: give Tamra the, the, the... I just want to... Let people know. She didn't steal that. Tamara did not steal it. I am sure. And Tamara, I think, said somewhere, look, I was given a list of things. And Tamara had one she wanted to do. Tamara also had one that she made up, which is um, uh, the judge is back in session. You know, court is back. You know, (laughs) the judge is back and court is back in session or something like that. And that, I thought, that was the best contender for me. There was another one she said that she liked, that she wanted to say. And I'm sure we asked her to say this. Um, I'm off Mm -hmm. a pause and ready to press play. And she said it. And so that's the backstory of that. Just wanted to clear that up.
1: Oh, thank God. Thank God you did.
0: Yes, thank God I did. You know, the Jersey reunion, uh, I just want to say, Bo Dietl texted me again.
1: No way.
0: The other day, I want to find the text. He said, you know, I never did any investigations on the cast of the Housewives of New Jersey. I never said that I didn't do any other investigations for Louie. Okay? Mm -hmm. So he's saying that Louie didn't hire him to Mm. investigate The cast of the Housewives of Jersey. So that's a very specific thing he's saying. He's not saying he doesn't have, you know, I mean, that's a specific thing. He He, was not officially hired to investigate. He was not officially hired to investigate. Yes, yes. So I just wanted to say that. Did you see any of the Jersey reunion last night? I watched the whole thing. Wow! What did you think? Stayed up late. I thought it was uh, Uh, it was like early seasons of Jersey. I thought thought it was
1: great. I thought you were really good handling it. I think that Louis hired a local community theater writer to write him one liners in case he didn't know what to say. He could say in due time. You'll find out. Yeah, he was saying the shit. Were wild. The threats. But they were so
0: stupid. Right. Thanks for hanging with us this week. John, I love kicking with you as ever. Check us out live on SiriusXM. And have a great time, everybody. Happy Father's Day.